0: This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today.
1: I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable, and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine.
0: The DATEABLE podcast features real stories from real people of how they make modern dating work or not. I'm your host, Yue, former dating coach turned dating insider, if you will. On each episode, you'll hear commentary from my producer, Julie Krafczyk, and other surprise co hosts. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. You guys always want to know how other people date. What are their tactics? What are their rules? What are their tools that they use? Some people use Excel spreadsheets. Some, <laughs> some people we talked to have the five-minute date and they <laughs> peace out. Well, our guest today, her name is Megan Wex. She has this tool called the Man Funnel, okay? And it's to help thousands of women today to empower them to raise the bar in their dating interactions while finding the one. Hi Megan, how are you?
2: Hi Yue, I'm great. Thanks for having <laughs> hey, me. Hey
0: Megan, thanks for thanks for coming on the show all the way from Long Island. Originally from <laughs> Maryland, she's in her late 30s and currently married. Man funnel. It sounds
2: delicious. Tell us about it. (laughs) A man funnel is many things, ladies, but it's really, it's a way of life that empowers women to realize that they have choice in their dating life and in their processes. And it brings you to the point where you're able to date much higher quality men.
1: Can you tell us the story that you had shared about your experience of what made you switch to this type of method?
2: I was dating in Manhattan for over a decade. I was pounding those pavements looking for love and I could always seem to attract a man, right? I could attract men, but I could never really keep anyone around. That was like my thing. Someone would come along and I would really hang my hopes on that person and get really excited. And then when it wouldn't work out, I would crumble. I'd look for someone else and I'd find someone else and then I'd kind of just hang my hopes on that new person. And so when that would spiral downward, I would crumble again and the process would go on and on. Some relationships lasted um, a little longer than others, maybe two to seven months or eight months was my most serious relationship. Then I had met someone and it was like very electric. It was like love at first sight. And it was just so... You know, when you have hot chemistry with someone, when I met this person, I felt electricity on my skin and we kissed and it was like amazing. And I remember speaking to my mom on my way home from work, feeling nervous. You know, when you start to like someone, what's the next step? We get angst, we get anxiety. So I was talking to my mom and I'm like, oh, like, I hope this person likes me. And I was kind of listing off his accomplishments and you know putting myself down in a way it was sort of like I was putting this man on, on a pedestal so I'm sitting in my desk one day and I've been sort of anxious ever since it's been now almost a few months we've been together and we've had amazing times but you know once you're sort of in this exclusive arrangement with someone or, or so you think you're really putting all your eggs in that basket right so I'm sitting in my cubicle and I get a text from this person one day And it said, what are you doing this weekend? Do you want to come um, to my parents this weekend for dinner? (laughs) And of course, you know, I'm thinking this is it. Like I've done it. (laughs) This man is serious about me and I'm, I really care for him. And I was so excited. So I text like five of my friends and I was like, you are not going to believe this. Like, guess who asked me to meet his parents this weekend? And of course I call my mom and I'm like constructing the perfect meet the parents outfit. Of course. (laughs) It's a major milestone for many. It's a major milestone for us, and so I was going through all of this excitement. And fast forward to the weekend, I walk into the parents' house, and you know, I remember walking down the hall and admiring the family photos. And we sit down for dinner, and I had a good time. You know, I liked them and enjoyed myself. The the mother and father were nice, and there were other family members there as well. And how did I he up,
0: introduce you? I
2: don't recall a title. Okay. Okay. I don't recall a title at all. I just assumed they knew who I was and like, this Mm -hmm. is Megan, right? Mm -hmm. This is Megan. So we sit, it's a long dinner and, um, the mother pops up to sort of, uh, start clearing the table. So I pop up and help. And then I go in the bathroom to reapply some lipstick, check myself out and I close the door. And that's when the unthinkable happened. I could hear, I could hear just a little bit. I could hear his voice. And it went right under the door. And I could hear him speaking to his mom. And he said, Mom, so what do you think about Megan? Who do you like better? (gasps) (laughs) Megan or
0: Jennifer?
1: (gasps) I just collapsed on the floor. Oh my God. I don't even know. What was going through your mind in that bathroom?
2: (gasps) What was going through my mind was how could I be putting my all into this person mm-hmm. and be so invested in, in this man and been yeah. just thinking about what's been going on with us, hanging all my hopes and designing my future with this person who was still just sort of shopping and considering what was best for him and his future. Keep in mind, I was, this was an overnight visit, so there was oh, nowhere. Gosh. There was nowhere uh, I could go, and I had to pull myself together. You know, my stomach was in knots. My heart broke into, like, one million pieces and shattered on the floor. I had to pick myself up, and I had to pull myself together and put on a smile and go face the family.
1: (sighs) Oh, my God. He's not your husband, right? So what happened with this guy? (laughs) Well, what
2: was the mom's answer? Yeah. (laughs) I I couldn't hear that. I did not hear that part. It was his voice that was coming right under the door. Then I was just like, went blank. I was just so upset. I was like trying to just pull, I was trying to hold back the tears and then pull myself together to go out there. Shortly after that, I mean, obviously the relationship didn't really have that many legs to stand on. And it turned out that he went on and married this other woman. Oh, wow.
1: (laughs) Wow. So I guess we got our answer. So with all of this, is this kind of the catalyst of what drove the man funnel?
2: So what happened was coincidentally later, later, um, around that same week, and I, I was in a business development role on Wall Street. It was a very cutthroat kind of sales position. And my boss had given us, had handed out to my team, these notebook. Each page of the notebook had a drawing on it. And the drawing was a funnel. <laughs> and he, he said, you need to write, fill out all your prospects on this funnel. And he said, remember only 20% of your funnel closes. So you need to calculate how many prospects you need in order to reach quota, and here I am, you know, basically hiding under my desk. Did you ever hide under your <laughs> desk and like cry? You know, I, it's like I couldn't get through the whole day because I was so withering and sad and crumbling, and and but so lo and behold, this was very symbolic for me. Because during that time was when I received this funnel and I'm thinking about math here and I'm like, I want to meet someone soon. So why am I putting all my eggs in one basket? I need a man funnel. I need a man funnel. (laughs) After that, it it truly empowered me to realize that I was going to make sure these men were really invested in me and I was going to qualify them just like I would qualify a client that I was hiring for my company, right? Like I would qualify them as a good candidate and who also was highly interested in me. And I started dating in this new way. And when friends would come and they were upset about a guy, I would always say, you need to go fill your funnel. And
1: it just, Get it just those became leads in.
2: something that my friends and I, would we would email um, after the weekend, two of my best friends, we were all in Manhattan and single. And at the, at the end of the weekend, like a Monday morning, we would send to each other an email called the funnel report. Oh my God. <laughs> and it would have everyone in the funnel. And then the bottom of the funnel would be like the shitty ones that were falling out or whatever. <laughs> and we would label it top of the funnel, bottom of the funnel.
1: I'm like thinking of my work. At how we talk about bottom of the funnel and top of the funnel, I just can't even
2: imagine. <laughs> so, how does the
1: man funnel work?
2: The man funnel has some some strategic guidelines. I would love to share with you Please that do. can help <laughs> us ladies from getting into these pitfalls that we fall into. So, one of the main guidelines is is that we hold something called an exploratory phase, and the exploratory phase is about ninety days where you watch a man without allowing yourself to get attached. Think about how we get attached, how we allow ourselves to get attached. It's really, it's a, Part of it is a conscious decision based on, okay, I'm not going to allow myself to start analyzing and think about this person. I'm not going to feed into that desire. Another way is by getting ahead of your biology. We know that oxytocin, the, the attachment hormone, floods our brains when, you know, actually when we hug another adult for six seconds, the oxytocin starts to kick in. So with my clients, I tell them to keep this in mind. I don't want you going to each other's places, and I don't want you snuggling on the couch. A lot of women will be like, oh, well, I didn't have sex with him, but like we just snuggled. Well, guess what? That's Same just thing. as dangerous <laughs> because the, it's you're going to start getting attached.
1: So 90 days, you just said. That's a long yeah. time with so no
2: snuggling. Yeah, I
1: guess my question is, how do things progress, though, with the right guy if you're kind of holding back in some of those regards?
2: It's all about setting their expectation properly. And let me tell you this— like, Like 90 days is what we're striving for. It is hard, especially when you find someone you really connect with. And that's part of the problem. When we feel that dangerous chemistry, like I did with person in the story, right? Sometimes chemistry is a trap. And what I help women to do is build an intimate, deep bond through mutual respect and shared vulnerability. So what we're doing is creating the kind of bond that lasts forever in another way, not because we're attracted to each other initially so much and we just need to rip each other's clothes off.
1: What are some of those ways?
2: A lot of us women, I'll tell you this, we're putting, we're waiting for a man to show us some sign that it's safe before we reveal our heart. You know, we're waiting to see if he likes us, but it's backwards. That is backward. What we need to do is realize that, we don't have to be in like with the other, with the other person, with the individual, to start opening our heart, sharing ourselves, and being imperfect. He can feel when we're judging ourselves and that we're being self-protective. It's our job as the feminine energy partner to create this safe environment where his heart then emerges. And this is how we build this heart connection and this intimate bond. This is how it starts. And a spark can be born from this rather than that chemistry that I mentioned, that hot initial chemistry, which can fade.
0: So as you are in this exploratory stage of no snuggling, but you're mm-hmm. still creating some sort of intimacy with someone, mm-hmm. you also have some physical needs that you're getting elsewhere, I'm guessing. Fuck buddy. <laughs> <laughs> is that at the top of the funnel or the bottom of the funnel? <laughs>
2: The funnel's really just some, the men who, ladies, let me just preface it. This dating model is designed for women who are feel, they feel pressure of time mm-hmm. and they really want to streamline their dating processes. If you're like, you know, not looking for a life partner period, or you, you don't feel like you want to fall in love and find that partner soon, or maybe you just want to cohabitate, share rent with someone for a few years while you finished your graduate degree. The, the man funnel method is not necessarily for you. This method is for women who want to meet, attract, and marry their soulmate quickly. When I met my husband, Josh, when I put this whole thing into play for myself, I had made a decision. I was staring 35 in the face and I was didn't want to put 35 on my dating profile. I remember I thought that was like the end of life. I was so brainwashed by the men I was hanging out with and my guy friends in Manhattan. I just didn't think women were date- dateable after that. Now that I'm a dating coach, I know that it's all about your energy. Women of all ages are finding love. But at the time, I felt like just had to find someone that, that year. So I put this whole thing into play like a well-oiled machine. It was between the fifth and sixth month that Joshua proposed. And it was uh, before a year that we were married. When you met your now husband, what did your funnel look like? There was another person in my funnel that I liked a lot. And I and you know I was attached to him. I really like this person, but I will tell you that... I I knew to keep allowing things into the top of the funnel. So when this person went to Europe to a wedding and then completely ghosted me, Josh was in my funnel and we had already been on a handful of dates. So he just became the like the front runner. He just became, mm. he took more of an important role. The thing is, is that we're always, we always sort of have a front runner in our funnel. We can't ever avoid attachment 100% but because I had other people in my funnel and I was always filling the top of the funnel when opportunities came, I knew he ghosted, but it wasn't, and I knew I cared about him a lot, but it didn't hurt in the same mm-hmm. way that things had hurt before. It's like the next day I had a, I had a date with my now husband, and i would continue that even though at that point i realized i had an incredible man and things were looking good with josh i got a call an opportunity for another date with someone interesting that i was being set up with and i took the date even though it was things were progressing with josh i still filled the top of the funnel even though i was starting mm. to feel serious about someone do you see do you see what that looks like and how that made a difference
0: so you always want to keep your options open or have other options
2: even though you're starting to feel excited about a man, instead of just laser focusing on that man and start to sink your claws into that man, once you're excited about someone, it's the best time to put someone else in the funnel to Mm. dissipate
1: that anxiety like you mentioned someone ghosting but what are some of the other reasons that people fell out of the funnel what were like behaviors to watch out for
2: okay here's a great one there was a younger man he was five years younger than I was and we started hanging out and he was also in the funnel around the time the ghosting guy I just can't remember who came first (laughs) so there was this younger fellow and I I happened to really liked him and we weren't physical we just had a great best friend bond like we had so much in common the issue there was is that he told me he didn't think it was a good time for him to have a girlfriend because Mm. he really needed to figure out his career. And this is one thing you really need to look out for. I was a recruiter by trade. So here I was, I was starting to help him and I'm like, Oh, well, why don't you do this? And he would come to me for advice. So I started getting into this therapist role with this Mm -hmm. man. So that's something you really want to look out for. And another thing I did with this particular man was, uh, he told me that it probably wasn't a good time. Like I mentioned for a girlfriend, and, 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 I started to do something that never, ever worked. I started to s- kind of convince him like, Oh, well, maybe it will be good for you. <laughs> I rem- <laughs> I remember saying something like that. And those are just things that never worked. I could have continued to see this man indefinitely. He was happy with what was going on. We had a blast, but I had to put it to rest because I knew that it was this year. I wanted to find someone. So I reached out and this was a text and I said, listen, I need to go find out, find somebody who's ready to, to, Mm -hmm. who wants what I want and who wants it on my timeline and who wants it with me. So I'm just unable to speak or hang out anymore. You know, I need to move on. I said, um, give me a ring if things ever change for you. Because he had made it clear that this wasn't going to be Oh, like a phone call. I really aggressive.
1: I said that. I said it on a text. You mean like ring,
2: like phone call. Phone call. I hope I said that in the text. Give me a call.
1: Reach. Reach. He's like, <laughs> wow, a, this girl's aggressive.
2: That's such a sl- Lit, but I was very aggressive. So you three um that's whenever very you're funny. ready,
1: okay? <laughs> whenever you're ready, I'll take that rig. I didn't
2: catch that. That's so funny. So I said to him reach out and then he never even he never responded to my text. I was like, "Oh wow, he must have been like He must have been really surprised by my text. He just like, didn't respond." So then I move on and I move on with my funnel. I end up getting married to my dream man and yeah. then we're out in a city one night and this number calls that I didn't recognize and I picked it up. And it was him. He called after a handful, of whatever it was, eight months, seven months, I wow. can't remember. And my husband just caught on in a second and he heard his voice through the phone and, and he said, sorry, buddy. They
0: <laughs>
1: always come back, don't they? They always come uh-huh. back. So you, They do. <laughs> you had mentioned, I think when we talked, that you had a friend, a male friend that talked with you throughout this process and kind of gave you some signs of things to look out for. Could you maybe elaborate more on that?
2: I think what I was mentioning is that I hung out with with a lot of men as guy friends in the city. And I would watch what they would do in their processes. And so I learned a lot about how men operate and what they're looking for. And I'm not saying all men. These are actually the men that brainwash me into certain things that, like I mentioned, like the age. Men all do something called excited man babble.
1: <laughs> TM. <laughs> i want all
2: of you all of you listeners out there to learn about excited man babble most yes that's a good idea most men <laughs> will do excited man babble and i think it's only a small percentage of them that they're saying things that they don't actually mean just to get you in bed. I think it's the exception, not the rule. I think the rule is, is that this, this man is truly excited about you. And he's going to say and do things that he may not be able to back up if mm. the relationship moves too fast. Right. And then basically his excited man babble, what I want you all to watch out for just take it with a grain of salt. Because what I see is the excited man babble gets us excited. And then mm. it raises our expectations to a place where He can't necessarily fulfill it. And then all of a sudden we're driving the relationship and we're like, oh, but you said this, you said that. So this is why um, one of the reasons why I created the exploratory phase, because anything that that man can say, you need to see if it checks out over time, over that 90 day period with consistency. A man who's serious about you will stick around while you're not physical with him, while you're building that friendship Part of the relationship. He will. And depending on mm, different things, I think you can snuggle sometimes, but if you're feeling like you know you like this dude and you know you're going to get attached, that is when, you know, I would say certain scripts to kind of keep things at bay.
0: And then after the 90 days, what happens next?
2: What happens is if you're going to move into exclusivity with any man, then you just have a little bit of a checklist, which is what I mentioned. You want to make sure that you both are on the same page with what you want out of a relationship what and what you want out of life and also what the timeline is on that Um, when when josh asked me to be exclusive i told him initially listen i'm not looking to be a girlfriend i'm looking to be a wife i'm just not looking to be a long-term girlfriend so i'm and i thought about it over the next week or so on our next date and i said you know what i think that I'd be willing to be exclusive with you. And I'm so enjoying spending time together. I just want you to know that this isn't a long-term thing. I don't want to be a long-term girlfriend.
1: What was his response?
2: He said, I understand that. So I knew we were looking for similar things when we moved our relationship from just dating to an exclusive relationship. And did you give him a timeline? I don't think I said within the year, but I did say, look, I'm not looking to be a girlfriend. I'm looking to be a wife. But one day it was like this emergency. Like he he took me out to lunch. I was, I was working downtown, came to take me for lunch. And he sat across from me and was like, so what do you need out of life? Like, what do you want out of life? And I, and, you know, I just said you know, to be happy. Like, I don't, he's like, do you need to live in Manhattan? Because his kids were in school, you know, on Long Island. And I said, I don't. And, um, we were just having more serious conversations and I just felt that things were, were moving quickly Mm. and I could really feel that it was, I told my mom, I said, at some point I said, mom, I need you to come up to New York from Maryland. I said, I need you to meet Josh because I I think he's going to propose. And she said, no way. And so we were out to eat with my mother in the city and I went to the ladies room and, and Joshua said to her, I want to marry your daughter. And my mom's jaw nearly like hit the floor with a bang. <laughs> she just couldn't believe it. She still can't relieve that moment.
0: I think you bring something up that uh, we've seen as a pattern, which is, and it goes for men and women. I think we all get the excited male, female babble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not just men, <laughs> but when we really like someone, we start talking about the future. And you hear that on dates too, where you could be dating someone for a while and what keeps you going is that you guys keep talking about the future. Maybe there is marriage in the future, but maybe there's just like long-term planning. But I think beyond that is, do you hear how this person plans on getting there? So by you bringing up the fact that he's like talking about, hey, logistically, <laughs> we can't be in Manhattan. That's planning. And that's that goes beyond the excited babble, yeah. right? And I think that's something like we mm-hmm. can all look for instead of saying, Oh, in in the future, I see myself being in a in a very committed relationship with kids. The better question is how yeah. How are you going to get there? Okay, so beyond this, all right, we pass exploratory, I love that. <laughs> pass exploratory stage. Now you you're observing the, your partner, see if they're consistent with their actions and their words, and yes. then you move into exclusivity. What happens after exclusivity?
2: This is the thing. I, I really don't want you to move into exclusivity until you know that you two are on the same page and this is moving exactly where you want it to move. And and if it stops and if it gets stagnant, I want you to be prepared to say, listen, I'm not feeling appreciated. I'm not feeling inspired. I don't want to put pressure on, on this relationship. So, you know, I think I, I need to explore and find options until you know what you want to do here. I think being a girlfriend is is as important a decision as getting engaged because it puts us in this safe holding pattern with a man where he can Netflix and chill. When when he realizes that you're not going to be in exclusive engagement until he knows really what he wants, it puts a man in a position to have to make life decisions about what he truly wants.
1: So you're basically saying put off being exclusive with someone until you've really vetted them and making sure that you guys are on the same page. Exactly. Totally understand this. And I know we've had a lot of different, like as you UA started this, a lot of different ways that people approach dating. I think probably the polar opposite to this approach is people that are just going all in with one person and they're really giving mm-hmm. it them all and just seeing what happens. And if it doesn't work out, they'll move to the next how would you respond to that methodology? It's time to take a quick break so we can tell you about our current sponsor, Zola. Join
0: 500,000 couples who view Zola to reinvent the wedding planning and registry experience, making the happiest moments in couples' lives even happier. Now I asked a friend of mine why she's Zola and she mentioned how easy it was to register for Newlywed Life. Their store had the widest selection of gifts at all different prices with over 500 top brands from KitchenAid to Sonos and Airbnb. Also, she says she just loved their free wedding website that she created in minutes. There are over 100 beautiful wedding website designs to choose from that fit any couple's style and every type of wedding. You can easily add photos, stories about how you two met. She could even add an FAQ Section to help address those awkward questions like, Can I bring my kids or do I have a plus one? To start your free wedding website or registry, go on Zola. That's com
1: slash datable. Again, that's com slash datable. Now back to the show. I think probably the polar opposite to this approach is people that are just going all in with one person. How would you respond to that methodology?
2: I would say that linear dating is dangerous choice for a woman who feels that she's under a time crunch. Perhaps she wants to have her own biological children, or perhaps she just wants to really take that serious step with someone. Linear dating is not for the woman who feels that she wants to meet someone soon, and this is why. Let's say it takes three months for you to get online and go out and find someone you're excited about. Your ratio can change depending on how good at finding men you are, you know, how... um, Flexible you are, you know. But basically it could take three months, for example. Most breakups occur between three and five months. So let's say you date this man for five months and then it goes south. And now let's say you were hurt in that arrangement. So you're healing for a month before you can even get out there. Let's count how many months we're talking about so far. A month of healing, five month relationship, and maybe two months of finding someone, right? So that's Five, six, seven, eight months into one man already. Mm. Now it takes us two more months to find someone. How many <laughs>
1: yeah. How many
2: months are we at now? Ten. So how many men can we truly get to know? If we're exploring men in a linear fashion
0: so here's the other scenario which is every rom-com out there
1: okay <laughs> you said
0: something earlier which is if you feel really good about someone you really like them that's when you should really fill the funnel so this is what mm-hmm. I see in a rom-com situation the girl and the guy are dating they really like each other she feels really good about it her friends are like dude you're getting too into this guy fill your funnel go on some dates she goes on a date mm-hmm. with the guy, and the guy she really likes ends up seeing her on this date and says, "Hey, I didn't know you were dating other people. You just fucked this the whole whole thing up, right?" Don't, don't we all mm-hmm. see this rom com playing <laughs> out? Mm-hmm. Sure. What would happen in that scenario? What advice would you give the girl?
2: That might happen to someone if they just want to go try and do the man funnel alone. Um, I I teach a course on exactly what to say and do through this whole process to set a man's expectations. So. I want you to do what's in integrity for you and what would be integrity in integrity for me. And what was, is that I would say, listen, I'm really looking to take my time here. I don't want to get into any physical relationship and I just want to get to know you on a friendship level and just see if we should proceed after that.
1: I see. Okay. Gotcha. So I totally see that, but then I'm just, again, playing devil's advocate. What about the guy that takes that to be like, oh, she's not interested?
2: You want to definitely make it clear that you're interested and just be like, I am really attracted to you. And this is not going to be easy. But I also like I'm not looking for anything physical and I really just want to take my time and get to know you. Now, the problem is we get excited about a man and we're generally, what I see is people are sleeping with the person uh, like right away, third date, let's say. And then they're doing another thing. They're getting into these patterns where they're hanging out with him multiple times a week. And when you hang out with a man two to three times a week for three weeks, How can you possibly be dating others? And all of a sudden, that's your boyfriend. So within my dating model, I give instructions on how to, it's pacing. It's called pacing. It's our job. A man is going to ram a a relationship into a brick wall. It's really our job to set his expectations and pace the relationship in a way that benefits us. Will men get frustrated with this? absolutely? fucking <laughs> <laughs>
1: The
2: best thing that I heard today in my man funnel, I have a Facebook uh, group online, The Man Funnel. It's free and I help women all the time. But I have a smaller members only. And the best thing someone said this week, and this was a woman, this is a woman in her 50s, guys. And she hadn't had a boyfriend in forever. I can't, when I asked her about her relationship history, there wasn't much to speak of. She's got this man courting the hell out of her right now. She said, I love this feeling of of having men have to woo me for my affection. She said, this is so new. And then what she said that was novel was the man said, um, he said, you're a frustrating challenge. And he said, but I but I like it. And then he said, it's my responsibility to to be so good to you that you don't want to date anyone else mm,
1: get the competition going yeah Okay.
2: this is the kind of thing that puts you on that pedestal remember how i had that other dude on the pedestal mm-hmm. this is how i switched to being on a pedestal and the man will see you that way for the rest of your life it's so conflicting right
0: because julie and i have spoken to so many people about their different opinions of how relationships really work and some have this mm-hmm. idea that you have to play games to a certain extent. You have to set rules and boundaries and standards for yourself. And others would say, if it works, it just works. And you don't have to think about all of this stuff and be, you know, going, go into these exhausting games. What's your opinion about that? Some people feel like mm-hmm. it should just be natural.
2: And I hear you. Who can do that? I couldn't do that then. I was a person who needed, I had angst. I would get attached. So mm. I needed guidelines to really help me get through this personally. But hey, my best friend, Shelly, for example, she's a natural at love. All the things that I teach in Master Your Man Funnel Bootcamp about how to connect with a man's heart and how to communicate with a man and how to communicate through conflict with a man. She just got that from her family, her happily married family, like parents in her life like she when when she looks at a man you know those women who just you think they have these pheromones you yeah. um, she's my best friend since seventh grade and she just like always had. she would always get the guy she was so at ease with herself and her value and there were no guards she was just so able to connect and she would sit down and just be like so like look with at you with these googly eyes and <laughs> just say um I want to know about you. Tell me about you. And she would just, just connect. She's a master. Mm-hmm. So in her case, she was working with her now husband. They were just friends and they went to Boston for Thanksgiving and had sex right away and everything works. So mm-hmm. if you're a natural in love, you don't need these guidelines. But if you're struggling, like many of the women who come to me who haven't had a relationship in many years, It's because of their things that they're doing and some Mm. things they need to learn. So the guidelines I give, and I totally agree with you. These are not games though, but the guidelines that I give, they train a woman how to show up as that high value woman. Mm. And when she gets it, these guidelines are made to be broken because when they get it, then they can throw them all out the window. And that's my hope for them. That's my wish.
1: (laughs) So it's basically all about, like, empowering the woman and making her feel like she's comfortable and at ease and not necessarily anxious. And if that's the case, then it's teaching her ways to, like, get that on the byline.
2: It's a way to prevent her from getting – like, we all think, okay, here's a situation where you're like, oh, I'm cool. I got this. Like, I'm not going to get attached. Like, I'm going to be fine. And then you sleep with him. And then on the back end, you start feeling that angst, right? And you're mm. like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. So – my guidelines are for the woman who just wants to date in an, a smart way to protect mm-hmm. her heart a little bit. So it's not a fear-based approach. It's just a way to look both ways before you cross the street for a woman who sometimes gets hit by
1: cars.
0: And also part of that is recognizing patterns. Yeah. We all do the same thing over and over again, and maybe it's just trying something different right. for I once. think
1: the part that you mentioned of just like watching someone and observing them is really, really important because I agree like the second, like you do have the blinders on, you can miss very obvious things of how they're treating you and treating others and all of that.
0: Yeah, and I I think part of that initial excitement is that you only choose to hear what you want to hear so then when you revisit the conversations later you kind of think well he did say that i just chose not to hear that
1: so it's more objective the red
2: flags are always there in the beginning and then what you're saying (laughs) about the blinders (laughs) what you're saying about the blinders is biologically proven like when the oxytocin flows our frontal lobe becomes like a huge percentage less effective. So I I do want to mention what you said about like all these games seeming so complicated and everything. I know it seems like a lot to take in at first, but this is just becoming authentically hard to get. I don't want you to not see him three times of the week because, you know, and make up something. I actually want you to be busy. So I want you to fill up your man. If you don't want to date other people, you can fill up your man funnel with things that you're doing to date yourself. Mm. chasing curiosities or f- just bettering yourself in what other way is doing self-care. It does not have to be other men, but, but if you're dropping your life for this man mm. and you're always showing up, you know, so quickly and you just like, all of a sudden this man comes along and boom, you're just a hundred percent in. I think it's a dangerous path for some women.
0: Everybody just has to find a method that's suitable for them. And part of that is knowing what get, what do you get hung up on when you're dating? I think for me personally, I get hung up on disappointment Mm -hmm. and that disappointment always comes from these expectations that I never communicated. It's just in my head. So Mm -hmm. I know for myself, these are some guidelines that would help me to curb that disappointment. Maybe for some of you who are listening, maybe you're just a natural at connecting with people. So maybe what you should be managing is figuring out what your true feelings are what a real connection is versus just because it's so easy for you to make connections what are some of the lesser
1: strong connections so should we go into some of our takeaways from this conversation yeah let's do it i mean i think it comes back to it's all about you at the end of the day and it's putting yourself in the driver's seat and it's about keeping you having a full busy life and not just putting yourself kind of at mercy of someone new that you really actually don't know that well making sure that you are watching everything that's happening and not just getting hung up on words looking at the actions that come through and then also staying objective and if someone's not meeting your needs not being afraid to be like this isn't what I'm looking for right now and being able to be have faith that someone else is out there
2: yeah I love that I love what you said about um the truth is you know it feels like we know the person for some reason it just feels like we know them so well but But you're right. They really are a stranger.
1: Right. Even if you have like three awesome dates, you don't know them that well. Like think about how long it takes to like really know your close friends and people in your life like to the core. It's years. And think about it.
2: It's like sometimes we feel like we know the person so well. And then when they back away and get all silent and weird, then we're like, oh my gosh, I really didn't know him. And it can be shocking sometimes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think this whole method really goes to... Uh, how meaningful it is to take control of your own life. Mm -hmm. And this isn't just dating, but I mean, with this sort of methodology, you're saying, okay, this is my end goal. My end goal is to, for some of us, there's a timeline for some others. My end goal is to be in a fulfilling relationship with someone who respects me and with someone I truly respect. So how am I going to get there? I'm taking control of the situation. I'm going to fill up the funnel and this is a way to do it. So it's, Taking control of our lives, our situation, and our our minds. Sometimes we let other people control our emotions, and that gets in the way yeah. of how we perceive the other person, right? So, also controlling our emotions and not letting other people
1: have that control. I like this element that, that you just mentioned, UA and Megan. You mentioned too of like basically taking them off the pedestal and putting yeah. yourself on. Is like what you just said, UA is like I have goals of my life. Yeah. Will that person be there to also fulfill those similar goals for them? Correct. Not like, oh, my God, how do I get this person to adapt to my goals? Yeah. Or, oh, this person's so amazing. How do I keep them in my life when they're not really showing up for me? So I think it's flipping the script of connecting with someone, but also staying true to your own needs. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I love what you said, Yue. That's so so good. Not letting them... Control your emotions. And what I see, and the reason why I get so fired up about this is that the women who come to me as a dating coach are the women who are in this position where they've given their exclusivity to a man. And then they're like, oh, I feel stuck. Like now he's not calling, now he's not there like Mm. he was before. He was so excited in the beginning and now he's not. And that is why I'm just so passionate about that. And, And the women, I have women in this position right now who are in my community. And as soon as I kind of fire them up again about um, how they might get themselves out of it because it's not serving them. It's like the energy shifts and the man calls and starts Mm -hmm. behaving better before she had to take action.
1: Yeah. I think another takeaway that from what you just said, Megan, too, that is absolutely not a game is not being afraid to have conversations with someone. Yeah. Not being afraid of what they might say. Like if they don't say what you want to hear. That's not necessarily a bad thing, it's just where they're at right now and it's important information to know about who they are.
2: Yes. Women are afraid, so afraid to rock the boat. They don't say anything.
1: But I the point that you made about like the observation phase and seeing red flags at the beginning. I know from personal experience, pretty much every breakup I've had, it was all upfront oh, and yeah. I just chose to ignore it. totally. So I yeah. think that whole concept is just a little too real, but actually it's good to know moving forward because you can be aware of what those potential red flags are and, address them in a way that you can decide is this something i can live with or not not just ignore it and brush it to the side
0: sometimes you hear the red flags and then you don't ask more follow-up questions exactly we kind of just ignore it or we just think oh he didn't really need to say that but in the beginning that's the time to ask all those questions right
2: (laughs) that's so smart yes exactly and when you it's it's again being afraid to rock that boat that's a great reminder to dig into that, figure out what's going on with that and see if
1: it's right for you. I think the best time to ask like these bigger things is the beginning because it's also at that point, it's less personal. It's less about like me and you as Mm -hmm. a couple. It's more about like, what do you see your life? Yeah. And you can actually see like where they're at. Yeah. And like, exactly. And then when you're at, because when you're asking it, once you're like, months in, it becomes more about them being like, oh, I don't want to like say the wrong thing or I don't want like you thinking, oh, I'm going to come off needy because I'm saying this. Right.
2: You're so right, Julie. And that's what that's why I want women to set their um, intention very early in the early dates about what they want and just make it very matter of fact. Like I'm looking for a wonderful partner to share my life with. I'm really enjoying the process, but I'm looking for something serious right now. It doesn't have to be on the first date. When you're exclusive, or he knows that it's really all about him, it puts uh, another level of pressure on things. Exactly,
1: I feel like within the first couple is good. The first is good just to like suss out if you even like the person as a person before
2: you like
1: chat a little bit and have fun and see if there's any connection. Right, because if you don't even like them, then there's no way.
2: He can feel when you're doing that too. He knows when you're accepting something that's not the full pie or accepting scraps Mm -hmm. from him and then it ultimately lowers the value that he has for the relationship so the way you need to approach it is like i know what i want and not said in these words but it's sort of like if i'm not getting that here i'm gonna go find it and it's sort of an energy that you have the way you express it. it doesn't have to be so aggressive like that Yeah. But he needs to know that you're not afraid to find what's ideal for you. I think
0: what has always bothered me about women's self-help books and messaging and magazines would be the way they always talk about, don't scare him away. Yeah, (laughs) agree. Don't say this because you'll scare him away. Don't call, don't Don't text. Don't do this because you're going to scare him away. I think we have to... Think about the other end. Is this is what I want? If it scares him away, then he's not the right person for right. me. Right. So don't love be afraid that. to have those conversations. Talk about your expectations. Talk about your standards. And if he's not willing to live up to those standards, then it's not a a good right. fit.
2: Right. He can go away. Exactly. <laughs> he right. can leave and the and funnel. That's, and, and that's the perfect mindset. That's exactly the goal that I want. And the issue is that a man comes and it's like, they only see this man. It's like, they'll, they want to do, they want me to tell them whatever I can say and do to give them to keep that one man. And it's for me, it's always about who's the best man for you.
1: Yeah. I think it also comes down to the fact that at the end of this is a relationship between two people, Yeah, which is equal partnership and respect and all of that not you trying to win someone over and vice versa. So if you're not on the same page and not having those conversations and you're just trying to see what you can do to not rock the boat, then you're not really even in a relationship. You're just in a pleasing situation. Right. Exactly.
2: I love that. Yeah.
0: Shall we go on to a question of the day? This question comes from Chelsea who says, As I'm dating more and more, I'm getting confused about my feelings towards people. When I really start to like someone, I feel like I should have more people in my pipeline (laughs) to offset my chances of getting hurt. Is this a good tactic? Megan, I know earlier we sort of talked about a similar issue, but I feel like it's a little bit nuanced than that. So what would you say to Chelsea?
2: When I was dating Chelsea, I was not giving my exclusivity, but I was doing this with integrity. And I want you to stay within what's within integrity for you. The problem that I find is a lot of women feel they feel guilty when I tell them to explore other options or date multiple men. They feel guilty about that, that it's out of their integrity. But the question is, are you being within integrity for yourself and what's truly best for you in your timeline? That's really the question. And if you sleep on this and wake up and realize that it's in your best interest to not date in the linear fashion, I urge you to keep the top of the funnel inviting. So if something yes. comes along, you don't have to actively, like when I was seeing Josh a little more, if I was, I was a little deeper. I wasn't like online anymore or necessarily actively seeking, mm-hmm. but a date had come along and I entertained that date and had a cocktail somebody eventually is going to still be there consistently over time. It's just going to win your heart and that's going to be the man for you.
1: Yeah, I think you can still be authentic. I think as long as you're showing up and you're authentic with them and it's not like that you're not protecting yourself with the sense that you're playing games and putting up a wall, but protecting yourself that you're staying open to other possibilities if this right person isn't. So giving them the opportunity still, but also putting yourself in the driver's seat.
0: Right. But along with that, we have to think about consequences, right? So I would say to Chelsea, just make sure that whoever you do go on other dates with that you're exploring with, you actually do want to go on dates with them right. and not just going on dates for the sake of right, the dating. because then
1: that just defeats the purpose because you're playing a game at that point. And
0: also, karma's a bitch. So <laughs> if you're just going on
1: someone just for the sake of filling like that time slot, then that someone's going to do that to you too. And so one thing that comes up a lot of times is that You want to, like, once you do like someone, you want to, like, build momentum. Like, you don't want, like, weeks to go by because it's just, even if you had a great date, if too much time passes, both people just kind of get busy with life and potentially lose interest. If you're like working this man funnel and you have a lot going on, let's say you have a bunch of dates and you really can't see this person for like two weeks, how do you maintain that momentum and also keep an open funnel?
2: I think it's a good idea to to see the person once a week and make it happen. I know there were some times that Josh and I couldn't see one another, but then we had that plan. We had that date on the calendar, and he he knew I wanted to see him and I knew he wanted to see me. If two people are motivated, All of that stuff
1: falls into place. Got it. So it's still making sure that you're seeing someone consistently that you're into, but just also filling up your extra time with other potential options.
2: There's times where you might see a man in your funnel a couple times a week. But if you fall into a pattern with that, with a a man where you're, you know, how many nights can you go out a week? So let's say it's Tuesday night, you're going out and Saturday night. That's a lot. And, um, if you're doing that consistently every week and it starts to get to maybe three times a week, that's kind of your boyfriend. It makes it, there are certain things that really muddy the waters that makes it very difficult to maintain mm. a man, a man funnel. And w- what I'll say about what you were saying before is you're sometimes you're just not, I want you to go on a date with someone. If you feel a little bit intrigued, if you feel grossed out by someone, <laughs> sure, don't go out
1: but it, in
2: my, in my dating model the women are learning tools that they're practicing. They're deepening these tools on each and every date. So a date has many functions and it's all about that process. It's not about just to go on a date to like go on a date and see if this is your husband. That's not what it looks like. You go on a date and and practice grounding tools heart opening tools and, you know, way to communicate in a heart centric way with men and building this shared vulnerability. Every moment is a moment to grow your self-awareness and to deepen your connection with another. And my goal is for a woman to be surprised that at some point she's sitting in front of someone that, Hey, maybe this wasn't the front runner in her funnel, but she's finding that there's this beautiful shared, um, respect growing And she starts seeing him again and he becomes someone that she can consider for her, her person.
0: So Megan, if people want to learn more about your methodology and the man funnel, where can they find you?
2: They can go over to themanfunnel.com and subscribe and you will get my free gift, uh, the four triggers that uh, cause heartbreak, Mm. which is a PDF download. And that gives you a lot of my, my guidelines that are are the four things that women are doing right now that I think are, are, if you're falling in a lot of pitfalls, things are not really working out for you frequently or you haven't had a relationship in a really long time, really want to download um, this PDF and get those four triggers so you can undo the damaging things that you may be accidentally doing right now and start having success uh, right away. And then you can find me in the Man Funnel uh, Facebook group. Or The Man Funnel on Instagram.
0: And you only coach women. Is that correct?
2: I do. Cool.
0: Anything else? Any last words of advice for our listeners, Megan, before we wrap this up?
2: I just want you to know that you can find your person. If you're feeling like someone right now is your person and he's just not showing up for you, Mm. back off and explore because that, again, that oxytocin, it's so hard to know if it's our intuition driving us or if it's our attachment. I want you to get out there and explore. There, There's always another chance at love. And I want you to know that. Just go out there and explore. And that is the best thing that you can do to relieve pressure off that one person and have him come back. So once he sees you're really going after what's best for you, that's just extremely attractive. And that's really the strongest thing that you can do for that relationship. And you just may be surprised. Open your heart. Don't don't be guarded and wait for a man to make you feel like it's safe. Go ahead and let down your guards and open your heart and just try to get to know these people on a deep level without having that physical intimacy. And you may be surprised that Mr.
1: Right is right around the corner. I love it. Let's leave on that high note. Sounds good.
0: <laughs> I love it. Okay. So then we're going to wrap this up. You know, listeners, we're always looking for guests for our upcoming seasons. So let us know if you'd like to be on a guest on our show, or if you've had your own experience with your own man funnel, we love to hear that story as well. On that note, stay datable. Your action item for this week is to fill your dating funnel. Now it doesn't have to be with new prospects it could just be other social engagements your friends or even new activities or hobbies that you want to try it's good to keep your life full so if someone does disappear you won't be so devastated try to find five new activities or people to fill your funnel with this week this episode of dateable is brought to you by 500 brunches Where we connect you with datable approved experts to help with everything from dating profile reviews, coaching, and even gathering real feedback about your dating style in a personalized and affordable way. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Dateable Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and auto-download the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode.